It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, Sir Guy's sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery with special guest T. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm James. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I'm T. This is confusing. I love it. <laughs> uh, the opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience with another episode of James' favorite Tear and Share special edition. This episode 148, the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Woohoo. All right. Why are there sacks on the table? Uh, should we? We should probably start start with that, right? What I'm going to do, I'm going to tell the backstory, and then T can explain uh, what we're doing to start. So I think it was yesterday. I'm just going to paraphrase instead of pulling it up. There was a text talking about what was it? It was uh, back in June, early June, right? That you guys celebrated five years, and T said that she. Uh, I imagine purchased. I don't think you built these things. They're she sitting found. in front of me. Huh? Nobody she can. Found. You got to get over here. So that way. I said she found them. She found them. So she found these, uh, these sacks that if you've ever seen Indiana Jones, it looks similar to a brown sack that when he actually was that. What movie? Indiana Temple Jones. Of Doom. Temple, Temple of Doom. Doom. No, no. Was it was it? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Where That's he's it? he's trying to steal. Like a what was it like a the big thing in gold? The, the gold I- idol. Okay, the he's idol. he's trying to steal the idol, and he's like, oh, maybe this sack of who knows what is actually sack, sack, sack of sand. Of sand. I don't, <laughs> clearly, like, <laughs> Have you even seen the movie? Mike? I don't know. Harrison Ford just turned eighty yesterday. Wow. Hey, that's what that's. I think that's why I thought of Indiana Jones. So. Anyway, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he goes and he's trying to switch out these sacks. So that's what this looks like. So there's three sacks in front of me, and that's what I know. Uh, T said, "Hey, can you, can like you give them to us?" I think that's what you said. And of course, I think this is the best platform since everybody celebrated the five years with us and Mike F, who's now back home and will be uh, probably joining us in the future. This is pretty cool. So I'm going to hand it over to T to talk about the origin of this, and then we'll open up these sacks and see what's in it. Hello, T alcoholic. Thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, these three sacks, I guess you can say I kind of found them <laughs> on a website. And uh, some time ago in early sobriety, I was told that at five years, uh, by the grace of God, you could get your marbles back. And then five years afterwards, you can play with your marbles. And then five years after that, you can figure out if they were the right marbles for you. And then five years after that, you can ponder and so on and so forth. I'm pretty much making most of that up. So I got some marbles and I also got a medallion that has multi-colored <laughs> with all our favorite colors in it. And then I asked Mike if he would not mind giving it to us so who wouldn't be giving it to each other. And that's about it. Awesome. 
Okay, so these are, uh, man, I don't think I did anything cool for my five years. Uh, I'm, I'm so jealous. So the, the five years that you guys got and you, you shared what you've learned, let me tell you what I've learned from uh, each of you as I, I give you. Can I start with you, T, or do you want to go last? Go. With it. Okay. So let me give you and hold that. So the, I know you do it with Dennis every week or every other week about having gratitude. I always say that I'm a grateful alcoholic because that's what I aspire to be. You know, I think that's the most important lesson that I have learned. And you and I becoming uh, better and better friends over the last five years in your sobriety um, something that I do truly miss and still at every single meeting before the pandemic, I don't know if you remember, but there would be moments of the meeting during the opening, uh, when they would read through and you would say, spell it out. And yeah, what's the point and all that still in my head, I will, I will say that and it will make me think of you and I will smile in appreciation that And I will be completely honest, you don't know this, okay? But I did have a bit of annoyment and resentment when you first started doing it. Because it was something that I'm like, Wait, you're ruining the meeting. And then, but just like anything, what have we learned? If anything annoys you, it's usually something within you that you have to change. And my sponsor and James sponsor, Brian, always would say to, if something annoys you, just close your eyes and pray that that be removed. And during the pandemic, when you guys moved to do the Zoom meetings and then they came back in, uh, but you were still doing, I mean, still now you're doing it. Uh, I really miss that. And it became in my head a part of the meetings during that time. I didn't say it out loud, but I said it to myself every single time. So I'm very grateful that you are. Uh, in my recovery circle, and James is so much better uh, having you in his life. So uh, now let's let's see what's in that sack. James, can you hold it? <clears throat> All right, I did it extra tight. <laughs> Drum roll! There is a. It's a sack within a sack. <laughs> you know how hard it is to not say I. There are marbles, three different kinds. Ones that are lighting up, ones that are old school marbles, and I believe these other ones light in the dark. Glow in the dark is the phrase. Glow in the dark. <laughs> and there's a medallion with a five on it, and it's got blue, pink, uh, glittery stuff with the serenity. Now, water. how did you come up with that medallion? I asked for everybody's favorite color, and then I <laughs> Googled one with all the colors. What was my up. favorite color? Blue. What was Dennis's? Pink. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, Dennis said blue. I said baby blue, and yes. you said pink. And I said pink. I don't that think is. I said ever said blue. It's my favorite color. Okay. What did you say? I don't know. Did you ever ask me? <laughs> Maybe not. So it's got blue, two shades of blue, a turquoise, a yellow, a pink, and gold. Wonderful. Now we don't have to open the other sacks. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same. Thanks, Seabird. That was a thoughtful gift. Thank you. God really bless you. Okay, now I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just say nice things about James, and then he can, he can open his sack. Um, 
and I'll end it with Dennis. Well, you already know what's in it, right? So <laughs> here are your sacks. Um, J- James, I will, I will honestly say uh, I was blown away that I think you and I didn't realize that we had the exact same sponsor till a year of being friends because I think that retreat that we went on um, – because I met you probably in July, and do you remember what month that retreat was? I feel like it was just starting to get hot, so it was probably June, maybe May or June. And I think it's so funny that um, it it obviously was the connection through spiritually kind of growing. Because I had only had, even though a couple more 24 hours than you, us having the same sponsor, I... I started working with Brian only a year before you. So we were still in that same process of learning about meditating and the importance of having that morning routine that we have admittedly come in and out of like being able to like do it every single day, you know, but uh, I feel like we are that 2.0 and there's so much that I go through and I go, you know, I know exactly who I have to uh, ask his opinion on this. And even with personally, uh, the stuff that I've been going through most recently, I said, James, what do I do? You know, because I respect you so much as a father and a father that, um, you know, aches and misses his kids when he doesn't have them. And that's something you and I will always have in common. Um, and I value you so very much. So thank you, James. I love you, buddy. I was going to give you a hug. Can I just say something? Yeah. Um, I appreciate you a lot. And um, in true James fashion, I'm giving you my bag and medallion because you never got your marbles. And I can always play with hers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. I'm out. Thank you, buddy. I don't I don't I don't know how to uh I don't know how to play with them. Thank you. That's what you say. You, you got a couple more years to learn how to play. And, and how how play with them before me. And and Dennis, I think we probably if we had one of those Fitbits, um you and I probably would have walked uh not to quote the proclaimers, but 500 miles around the lake. <laughs> Um, because of, uh, just talking about life, getting through things, um, together. And I will always, when I look at the lake, I will always think about those moments, um, with you and what that was, um, what that really meant for me. And, and always still a memory, uh, popped up not that long ago of us filming the, uh, the movie, I think, or like something maybe I like posted about it. And it was great that Olivia's very first movie that she ever saw was the one that you did at the AMC. And, uh, you know, how many normal Joes or normal Mikes would be able to say that their child got to see the very first movie with their dad in it? I'm not an actor. That was the first thing that I did. And, um, I'm very grateful for you. You know, you say you're you're uh, a good listener, but I don't think you give yourself enough credit for that. So, what are you gonna do with your marbles? Where are you gonna keep them? 
I'm going to keep them in the bag and they're probably going to sit there. And then two years from now, I'll look at them and be like, oh, yeah, I remember. I got these. <laughs> That's what I do with like all my toys and stuff that people give me. I put them in my room and they sit there <laughs> and I notice them every once in a while. Okay. You going to clean your room so you don't lose the bag? No, probably not. <laughs> Yeah. So Dennis is wearing a shirt that I got him. Um, I think when the Last Jedi came out, no, we, we went and saw Empire Strikes Back. Okay, we saw Empire, the, my favorite movie of all and, time. And, and it's funny because I haven't seen him wear the shirt for like two years, so it must have been hidden under a pile of dirty clothes. And so I totally believe him when he says he'll put the marble somewhere and find them five years later when he could actually use them. I think that's funny. I actually need to do laundry. <laughs> I need to do laundry. I actually woke up and I was like, oh, I need to find a shirt to wear. And I couldn't find one. And then I found this one. So that's why I'm wearing it. But it's got Darth Vader on it. It's pretty cool. The medallion matches his shirt. It does. Oh, and T-Bird, thank you for the medallion and the marbles. That's yeah. very sweet of you to go out of your way and like do that. That's very cool. Taryn Share, Taryn Share. Uh, for anybody who's who missed the first 18 times that we did Taryn Share, this is episode 19. I'm kidding. I think it's the fourth or fifth. Uh, James' favorite, and the very first time that T is able to participate. Do you understand how it works, T? Do you want to be the first one, or you want Dennis to show you? He wants to be first. <laughs> <laughs> God is first. Okay. So you're. You'll reach your hand in, yes. and I'll hand the microphone to James to pass to you. And it's just a short share. On that Do I read the topic? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Tea, alcoholic, dealing with trouble in recovering. Go. So it truly is by the grace of God that I am sober and a recovered alcoholic. Um, trouble in recovery means growth to me, and I have to go to God first. And trouble with a capital T <laughs> used to mean something very different because I was a terrible T, trouble T, um, and a lot of other not so comfortable places. So before, trouble was run, um, hide, and a lot of other things that were very, very negative and uncomfortable and scary, not just being afraid. And now trouble means growth and it means opportunity and it means I get to go to God. Um, my relationship with God directly through my time with him and through other people has grown tremendously. And I rely on that tremendously, especially when I'm facing trouble. And right now, uh, this time of year, starting from about June to October is a heavy time of the year for me. It has always been, uh, it's probably the most time that I, heaviest time that I would drink and put other substances in my body and um, it's probably the growth spurt sort of period because I came in in June. And so there'll be times where some of those old programs come back to my conscience and I'll be happy on my way home someplace. And then the next thing I know, I'm crying. I will be completely pleasant um, when I wake up. And the next thing you know, I'm arguing. And um, that's like a, a dashboard light that says trouble. And I have to pause and just say, what's going on, God? Like, I don't get it. And, um, you know, God always tells me, brings me in real close, and he just whispers, I love you. 
And sometimes that's just enough, enough to pause and just use my principles, use my tools, pray, listen to music, find something funny, um, apologize to my very best friend um, in the world who I call my husband. Uh, So dealing with trouble and recovery is a matter of recognizing that there's trouble with a capital T, um, you know, facing it and rising by the grace of God and asking for help. Thanks. Awesome. James, you want to go next? Oh! What do you think? Dive in there. See what you got. Did you put more stuff in here, Dennis? <laughs> okay. Okay. Dennis, Dennis, in the next oh, week. Oh, I got an eagle. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay. Well, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Ego was Kurt Russell's father. He was a <laughs> celestial. Oh, did the, a different Ego? I was thinking about it. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's just go with um, what the... I have learned in the past five years truly what an Ego is. And uh, I've learned um, that the Ego is not your amigo. To me, Ego is um, letting go of being right all the time. Um, for me, uh, the opposite of ego is humility. And, um, you know, sometimes it's hard. Um, there's, I always go back to um, one of the, the four agreements me and my wife have together. And, you know, not to take things personally. When um, people say things, you know, that are completely wrong or I have, I have no idea why they're saying the things they're saying, I can... You know, first of all, my ego is like, why are they saying this about this person? Or why are they saying this about me? You know, how dare they? Um, I can go back to one of my agreements, which is don't take it personally. And also, um, you know, not assuming anything. Um, Ego to me, um, I think the more God you have in your life, the smaller your ego is. Because God is the end all, be all. And um, I think since we're very, very small, we're taught to be self-sufficient and to do things on our own and succeed in life. And you're going to be someone um, one day if you, you do all these things and you're, you have a cookie-cutter life. And I think our, my ego gets crushed uh, when I don't do everything perfect. And... Um, when I'm um, not the best I can be, but um, being content is is one of my superpowers today. And I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling on. I've never really, to be honest, I, I've never really understood ego. I know that um, I've got a, a big one sometimes, and the only way I can get rid of it is to be in the present moment, invite God into every situation, to not take things personally. And, and just to be kind, you know, a person with a big ego is, is someone who's not kind a lot of times. So I want to be kind. Thanks. Thank you, James. It's funny. I think I not to like I pulled I pulled another uh, topic, but um, with ego, I think I people would have perceived my ego to have been bigger before sobriety when it was just all fake you know and i wanted you to think 
that I thought that I like that nothing was bothering me, but I felt so small, you know, and now the people inside, outside of the rooms, um, don't think that. And uh, edging God out is a, I know T loves her acronyms. And that was always what I was told ego uh, stood for. So the one that I pulled is practice these principles. So I'm going to talk about uh, a principle that I had. No, that's what Dennis would do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Guy Evans was a principal I had in fourth grade. What a crazy name, huh? So I don't know if I can list off all the principles. Um, I just know that I try to be the best version of myself. Dennis, do you know any of the principles? T knows them. Okay. Can, can you name off two and I'll hit those two? You don't have to just pick the t- ones at the top of your head. Honesty, humility. Do you okay. want me to do them in order? Oh, you know, yeah, you know all of them? Okay, okay so w- for the steps, the first one, honesty, step two. Don't do steps, just say that. <laughs> okay, on- honesty, hope, faith, cor- courage, integrity, willingness, humility, uh, bro- brotherly love, Justice for others or sound mind, which is uh, discipline, perseverance, awareness of God or spiritual awareness, and then service and responsibility. She's not reading this off a list, Mike. My, my. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, again, I was in fourth grade and Guy Evans. No, um, I always just try to be the best version of myself that I can. And I'm so grateful that a program that teaches me how to handle life on life's terms exists. And uh, this isn't bashing any religion. This is just saying a lot of times, I don't think principles are taught. uh, Or how about this? When I was growing up, that is not what I took away from the religion that I grew up with. And this program hits on that so hard that it was easy for me to realize that I had to be that person and have these principles. If I went to a meeting every day, the other 23 hours, I had to make sure that I did my best for it. Um, and that's, that's what I do. It's really, it's really kind of easy, you know, just because I try to be of service to other people. And I think maybe as a, uh, like as a parent or as a member of society, I want people to see me uh, in that light, you know, because that's what I would want. You know, it's like do on to others as you would have. I don't want somebody uh, to be a garbage human. So I'm going to try my best to not be a garbage human and uh, to make this world better, you know. And that might seem like, um, what is it, uh, grandeur or what is the I don't know like in in my head it seems like yeah like it was uh it's a lot easier than I think at face value just to always try to be the best version of yourself you know and if other people ask me oh well how do you do that then I can like walk them through examples of how that's done so Dennis you're up you wanna wanna pick one out of the uh, the old bagaroo? Sure. 
before I pick, I want to like we should let the audience know that we're actually back in our original studio for the first time in like three years, which is pretty cool. Um, I drew forgiveness. Woohoo! Um, James just made a comment under his breath that was very rude, but I forgive him because that's what we do. We're not perfect. But, I mean, to me, forgiveness is very important so we don't, like, carry around these grudges and resentments and stuff that make us irritable and discontent, and, like, eventually that'll lead to drinking, you know? I think, you know, when I look at myself before and after coming into recovery, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done messed up stuff to other people and hurt other people some like unaware of it other like other times I was very much aware of it and you know that's part of being human is making mistakes and like when I make a mistake I I would hope that whoever I harmed would forgive me and not like carry that around so I should extend that same courtesy to other people as well accept people for who they are and that they're going to make mistakes they're going to be different than me and like have different principles or values or whatever and do things differently and like I've got to accept that you know and be okay otherwise I'll just be pissed off all the time and of uh at human beings being human beings so I gotta like forgive them so that I can go about my merry way and live in peace and serenity all right it's T-Bird's turn. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks. T, alcoholic, self-centeredness. Well, when I think about this... Um... Just say, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, a co- during the pandemic, I did take this course. And the course had a couple of different... Uh, tools. It's, it was not a recovery course, but some of the tools had some of the same um, recovery type topics. And one of the um, one of the weeks that we were in the course was about living other centered. And you know, there's a acronym that for the word joy that I love. That is Jesus, others, yourself. Jesus being God, others, yourself. And that is what. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous has really taught me. It's it's hard sometimes for me to recognize if I'm putting myself in the center of a situation because most of my uh, growing up, I was taught from the world, from family and whatnot, to be successful, to climb the ladder, to um, do the very best that you can. And, and I was doing it using the tools and the talents that I had and when you know people didn't do things the way that I wanted to or uh, the way that I asked them to or anything that has to do with I, it usually led to a change of my feelings, my disposition in that moment. When I came into the rooms, I was very broken and I did not want to be the center of anything. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard. I, I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror and uh, I wanted to take the eye out of everything. I didn't really want to exist anymore. And But I had 
no tool and I didn't know what was supposed to be there. It's almost like that hole in the soul once I took out the eye was just literally there. Like it was never I anyway. And, um, you know, once I put God in the center, yes, that, that immediately gave me this peace that is unimaginable, undescribable, and unwavering. And um, I remember when I started the steps in West Palm Beach and someone had mentioned doing the, always doing daily the steps that start with one, one, 10, 11, and 12. And I didn't really know what they were, uh, but I knew that, that one was, you know, I'm powerless. So it was great. I was powerless over everything. I would just say, God, I'm powerless. I'm powerless over this. I'm powerless that they didn't make my food the way they were supposed to, you know, but it was still very much me, me, me. And then I started doing the inventory, not even really knowing what that is. And I thought about it as one and zero. So it's me clearing out the space next to me to sit with God. And then I started doing 11, the prayer and meditation. And that was one and one, one sitting next to God. So then I knew, so now it's, it's not just me, it's me and God. And then I started doing 12, which was one and two, myself, God, and another alcoholic. And... You know, that combination of three has been something um, that sits in my heart so well. So I'm not alone. You know, I don't have to be at the center. You know, it's it's God. It's God first, always, always, always. And then others, because God takes care of me. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, yes, part of that formula is physically taking care of my body, getting my rest and all of that. And I can't show up if I'm not physically able to show up. But you know, how do I deal with self-centeredness? I, I try, I do my very best to have an other-centered life and I live with joy. Awesome. Thank you, T. Thanks, T. He <laughs> <laughs> stopped wiggling it. Work, work, work. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so the first thing I think about was you guys know my story. I came in at 23. I could not stop drinking. And I would go in and out of the program, and I would barely do any work to stay sober. Like, I remember fighting to do a four-step, and then I would just admit some stuff. And I, roughly, you know, I didn't really work at staying sober. Um, I had a spiritual, spiritual experience. I came into the program about five years ago, and... Um, you know, I, I, I did a little more work. I, um, I did what my sponsor told me to, to a certain degree. I don't do everything he tells me to. <laughs> Who would do that? Um, but I do think that, um, you know, people who come into the program and they put themselves into the center um, like I did. You know, my sponsor, thankfully, he said, you know, for the first couple months, don't say anything. Then I want... Then he told me to start chairing once a week, and he said that um, he wants me to start volunteering. So I believe that, you know, after getting the steps out of the way, you still stay in the center and you work at it. Uh, when I get little nudges from God to do stuff like outreach and go to uh, rehabs, I think that's all part of the work, work, work we do to stay sober. Um, you know, I work with my boys here. Mike and Dennis, we've been doing this for two and a half years. We haven't missed a week yet. I think that's that's work. You know, we put work into this. Mike more than us, but, you know, I show up. I show up and 
you know, for two and a half years, I think that's pretty, pretty good. Even Dennis makes it, even when he doesn't want to. And I think that that says something about us. And, um, you know, those, that's kind of the work that I think about, like showing up, suiting up, doing the stuff, um, sometimes even if we don't want to do it. I think those are rewarding. And, um, you know, I work. I, I don't sit on my ass. I, I go to work. Oh, I said a bad word. My wife just <laughs> she almost pinched me. And um but you know, I've got I've got kids I got to take care of. So, I believe that that should go in here too, you know, when you've got responsibilities in life, you have to you have to make sure that you're doing everything possible. God gave us hands to use, right? So, um yeah, that's what I got on work, work, work. I can't believe that was a topic. You think anybody's listening and they don't have hands and now they have resentment against you? They're like, no! <laughs> Captain Hook's like, I have hand. <laughs> That's it. Because the other one's a hook, Dennis. You get it. I got it. Step four, inventory. Yay. Uh, I think I mentioned this not that long ago. One of my good friends that has like a year and a half more into the program than than I do Um I'm still, he's, I, I probably still have a handful of friends in, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to keep trying to say, you know, thanks, thanks. Uh, I have a handful of friends in Vermont still, the majority are in the program, and he was somebody who was in a relationship with my ex-wife's, uh, like, school friend from back in middle school, junior high and high school. So, uh, I'll just name him. His name is Devin. And he told me one thing that scared the bejesus out of me when I came into the program, I met him and I didn't know that he was in recovery. I just knew he wasn't drinking anymore. And sadly at the time, a lot of the people that we were mutually friends with were like, oh, yeah, we don't like Devin. And I'm like, why don't you like Devin? And they say, oh, he doesn't drink. And at the time, I was still drinking, but I knew that I had a problem. So I was, I was and maybe that's a rare thing, I was actually kind with him and was like, I thought he was a fine human being. And I didn't tell him that I was in the rooms because I didn't know that he was in recovery. And he walked into one of the meetings that I was at when I was like four months in sobriety. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, things aren't good for you, huh? And he told me that the, he's like, what step are you on? And I was on step two. And he said, okay, just be careful because step four and step five and eight and nine are the ones that people usually go out on. So if you're going through a tough time making your list and looking at your part and need some help, just let me know. And I didn't feel that same way as far as stress and wanting to go out. But I do see that him telling me that, I think, was to let me know that if I did feel like that, that I wasn't alone. And that some people are because it is a very, it'll warp your mind when you realize that the people that you hated in your life, you might have had a part or a big part in the reason why that was a thing. And you might realize that it wasn't even real. 
a lot of the people on my list, I looked, and when I was saying step five after making my inventory, I realized that it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a real thing. And I asked other people in my life and they're like, no, no, like I was there for that. That didn't actually ever happen like that. You just took it in different and it built on and there was so much resentment. Um, so I, I'm grateful for that conversation of that step four uh, could be stressful. And I don't know if I would go that same tactic that he did. I have friends that are starting the program now, but it was helpful for me. So maybe I will, you know, if, if it, if it calls for it. So Dennis is going to be doing the last share on the tear that he did. What, uh, what do you got there? I don't want resentment. Um, best for last. Joy. Uh, I, joy. I mean, I got to forgive her. <laughs> don't, don't lie, Dennis. Uh, don't lie about what? Um, joy. I mean, that's the goal, right? That's, that's why we're here. That's why we won. Like, to get out of the misery and the hell that we were in for so many years. And, like, you know, the way I look at it is what I was doing before wasn't working. So I had to change what I was doing. And, you know, the first time I went into a meeting, and I've said this a million times before, is I was suffering really, really bad. And I went into a meeting... And people were sharing and talking about stuff that I was going through, but they were laughing about it. And, like, seemed like normal people who were able to laugh at shit that I was suffering from. And so in my head, I was like, these people figured it out. And, you know, like, what they figured out is they figured out how to get to that joy, to be content with life and whatever. And that's what really, like, got me to stick around. It's like, these people know something that I don't know. So let me do what they did to, like, hopefully reach that state and i'm still working on it but we're getting there um yeah that's the last one yay Yay. we did it that's a sweet episode man should we should this be the very last tear and share we ever do james yes ever ever that's it we're wrapping it up oh no (laughs) (laughs) you're like yeah i got i got stuff to do um this is fun. This is a good time. And I'm glad also that people – we keep saying we've been doing this for two and a half years. In September, it's going to be three years. We're almost there. We're like – what? We're two months away. I know. Think of everything that changed except you, Dennis. <laughs> You're the exact same schmo, and we appreciate you for it. Uh, well, thank you, T, for joining us. And uh, – Everything you contributed uh, specifically this week and uh, as the weeks go on. If I was to guess, I would say you were probably a part of 10 episodes that we've done. Would you say maybe something like that? 10 is a nice That's pretty good. Number. Yeah, that's like uh, 1 114th, 114th <laughs> of the episodes we've done so far. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 149. We're the defective characters entirely right to have all these character defects removed. Remember, God is never late. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh boy. Yay. Oh.